Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And we are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great, big, beautiful town bank building. We're also in the village of Whitefish Bay, and we're in the Equitable Bank building, which is across from Winkies, but it's really on that corner of Silver Spring and Lake Drive. And especially with the winter coming, it's wonderful to say that we can provide services to our clients in Bonita Springs. Springs, Florida. If you'd like to know more about us, if you'd like to see pictures and pictures of our offices, go to ellenbecker.com and it's all there for you. My guest today and the program is something dear to my heart for all those clients out there that have been meeting with me. It's all about love where you live. And uh, the other thing that I have to add to that, which is my own little thing, is that you want to live where you want to play. And um, as as we age and as I look at myself and downsizing and moving to different places, it's kind of like, wow, where do I go and what does this look like? And so please join us for our seminar on Tuesday, September 24th, 2019 from 530 to 7. We are going to be hosting that in our educational center, which is an educational center like you've never seen before. It's really great. It's going to be hosted by Diane Byrne, who is an EIG senior wealth advisor. She's going to be sharing some of the stories that she's experienced, as well as Diane Gastro, who is our EIG director of insurance planning, and also Ruth Busalachi, who is president and owner of Synergy Home Care. And I know as I've been sitting down with my clients and talking to them about their portfolios and what retirement looks like, and this is for people who are already retired, they're for people who are thinking about retirement. Uh, it's also for individuals who have an indication that there might be some health risks within their family. It's sort of like when you sell your house, where do you go? And there's all kinds of different options out there. There's renting. There's going into retirement communities. And it's like, how do you make that decision? And, you know, you can't eat your house. So the only way you can get the cash out of your house to maybe increase your lifestyle is to think about an alternative to where you're living. And so that's what we want to help you to discover what your options are within our seminar. And and today, our show is just sort of like a, a little teaser to really have you come and join us. It's going to be just a huge amount of information. And, you know, one of the things that we just discovered, we just did a, um, a whole thing on what were the RVs? We had a whole parking lot full of RVs. A lot of people are deciding to sell their homes and take a trip around the world. But you know, when you get back, then what do you do? And so I'm going to introduce my two guests today. Um, Diane, welcome. Good morning, Karen. Welcome to the show. And you've done it many times before. But uh, this is sort of a, a little new twist on it and really on a, on a specific is looking um, as to how insurance might be able to help you reach your goals. And then also Ruth Busalachi, who is the president and owner of Synergy 
um, home care, and she really works with individuals, adult children, um, yes. people who are really trying to explore what options they have. And so welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And Ruth, how did you get involved in this and um, and decided that there was such a need? Sure. You know, I have been probably in this industry my entire adult career in one way, shape, or form. I started, seems a hundred years ago, as a caregiver myself and worked with people of a variety of needs, um, people who are seniors, people with developmental disabilities, all along the way learning and gathering and gaining information, working my way up that ladder, working with non-for-profits and understanding all the resources available. About 12 years ago, my own parents started needing support. My father was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and I anticipated that in time he would need more help, and I also recognized that my mother was going to become a caregiver as his needs changed. And so my first thought was to be sure that my father could control as much as he could with dignity and decision, and that he knew he had options, and that my mother would survive the role of being a caregiver, because it really weighs heavily on you, mind, body, and spirit. So all of those resources really led me to that point, guiding my parents, anticipating and seeing subtle changes in their in both of them, and then sitting down with them and saying, you know, mom and dad, brothers and sisters, this is what I see. And here are the options. Because the options now have changed dramatically from when my parents were supporting their loved ones. They had few options, family or nursing home. Now we have so many options and we have so many funding sources. And so when I would sit down with my parents and say, you have these options, what, what would you like to do? Then I would go out and get it. I would go out and find it. And we had that journey for about eight years during my father's condition. When my father passed, I reflected on it. And that's the way he raised us, you know, look at what you, what you experience in life as a learning lesson. And what did I learn from that lesson was that those experiences, helping my parents identify before they went into a crisis, helping them find not only funding, but other resources besides my mother as a caregiver to keep them both safe and healthy. And I looked at that and I thought, I can do that for others. So that truly was the inspiration for me to then shift my focus. Ten years ago, I started Synergy Home Care. And so many people that I've experienced working with clients and friends in the community often wait until a crisis arises, and, and they're not prepared. And I liken it to me owning Ellen Becker Investment Group, and my clients really appreciate the fact that I have a plan in place right. if something would happen to me, if I died or became ill. And it's no different than individuals out there having a plan in place in the event that something should happen to them. It's, it's funny because I actually compare planning for home care to planning your finances and long-term <laughs> planning. You know, as, as humans, we have this nature of fear of the unknown, 
putting things off, whether it's your financial planning or whether it's your planning for the future of your future needs. And we all sort of have a cross-your-finger plan. You know, we hope that things go in the direction we want them to go, and we hope that things don't go poorly. So one of the really big things that we do, and one of the reasons I started actually a mission statement, is to educate the community. The more that you're informed, the more that you can plan. And like you said, put something in your back pocket. You know, have a plan just in case, because you can't predict all of those unforeseen crises or health conditions or changes in life circumstances. But if you at least take that first step and gather some information and then sit down with someone, and, and that's something that we can do at Synergy Home Care. And it's so important to do those family meetings and to really have a general consensus as to if something happens, if something happens to mom tomorrow, people say, well, I'm healthy. Why, why do I need to plan? And, right. But, you know, life changes on a dime. And so having those meetings where you sit down and you get to really feel freedom to ask the types of questions that you want to ask, and it's just more like, mom, if something happened tomorrow, look at the worst case scenario. What would you want? Where would you want to go? What? Because I found that most kids think they're going to take care of their parents, and most parents don't want their kids to take care of them. It's a crazy Agreed. thing. Agreed. I think one of the most vulnerable places we could ever be is laying in a hospital bed, and you're in a gown, and everybody else is fully dressed and standing upright, and your children are there, and they, they have your intentions, your good intentions at heart, but it feels a little bit like everybody else is in charge of your destiny. And so that ability to talk about your children in advance and share with them what your desires are and put a little bit more of a formal plan in place hopefully can alleviate some of those crises and that feeling of of being vulnerable. I remember not too long ago talking, what was actually quite a while ago, it didn't seem like it, but I remember saying, we've got to get your planning done, your estate planning done, and we have to get, you know, your trust or will. And and he just fought me on it. And finally, once I said, um, you know, we've really got to get this done. And he said, I'm not dying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, and it was almost to him that if he did that planning, it meant that he was dying and or he was going to die. And, you know, I looked at him and I said, well, you know, it's kind of like, it's going to happen someday. Better to plan for it and to make it easy on your beneficiaries. It's really about your kids. And I think a lot of times we feel like we're not going to get sick or it might not happen to us and we're feeling really great and seems too early to think about the planning. And I know with the holidays coming up, it might be great to make a list of things, even for a newsletter, of talking about how you can recognize that something maybe isn't the same as it was before when you're meeting with your parents or a loved one or an aunt and uncle. Because there are generally signs that things are changing, and we often don't even want to see them. Absolutely. That's a wonderful suggestion when you know you're going to meet with family, and it's sort of a new year, fresh new year, fresh new goals, reevaluating what your needs are and what your wishes are. Because I think that I noticed it with my mom and I noticed with my dad, but you just say, oh, well, it's, you know, it's it's fall. <laughs> the weather's changed or something. Right. But yet those are significant um, red flags that maybe it would be great to do um, a meeting 
to look at options to open up a new conversation, which I know can be very hard. This is just a great subject. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, let's let's talk the difference between home care and health care and the different processes that you went through. Sure. With that, we'll be right Absolutely. back. Welcome to Money Sets. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. This is a really great discussion, and if you know of someone that would really benefit by it, you can go to ellenbecker.com, and there's a little button there that says radio shows, and you'll find two. There's Money Sense and Milwaukee Philanthropic Community. If you hit on Money Sense, you'll be able to play this, and you can also send it to someone else that may enjoy listening to it to get some information. You can also come to our Love Where You Live seminar, which is on Tuesday, September 24th at 5.30 to 7 o'clock and it is in our Pewaukee location in our educational center. I have two guests today. My guest is Ruth Brusolacci and she is the owner of Synergy Healthcare and also Diane, uh, Diane Gastro, who is um, the director of insurance planning for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And of course, there's so many different ways of skinning a cat, as we also know. But having in your back pocket, as you said earlier, the information on the types of places, how you're going to pay for it, how you're going to fund it, um, really does make a lot of difference. And when we took our break, I said that we were going to start out with the difference between home care and home health care. Yes. Those two um, words are often intermingled. And in the world of health insurance, they're, they're actually quite different. So the way that I like to describe the differences is when you hear the words home health, it ends in the word health. So then you want to know that that relates to your health insurance, whether you have private health insurance, whether you have Medicare. So home health is covered through your Medicare or private insurance. And the things that home health will cover are skilled services like a therapist, um, occupational, physical therapy, speech therapy, nursing, dietary. Those are things that are skilled services that your home health insurance will cover. Now, when we talk about home care, what we're talking about is above and beyond that. Things like helping you do laundry. Um, We call them activities of daily living. Helping you get your day started. Cooking. Sometimes people give up driving. Taking you on errands. Taking you to your doctor's appointments. Longer visits. Some sometimes people need a little bit of extra set of eyes. You know, maybe they're dealing with some short-term memory issues or possibly dementia, or Alzheimer's, and maybe there's a loved one that's living with them. So home care is how you fill those needs, and that can be anything from a couple hours a day to 24 hours a day. How about things like hair care and pedicures, which I know so many times well, everybody needs them, but right. very often it's really important for an, a senior to be looking at those types of things. Thanks for mentioning that because I think often those types of things we think of as personal care, and so our mind lends to that must be 
home health. Mm-hmm. Even if someone has issues of incontinence, they're no, uh, they need help with that. That's all considered home care. It's not considered health. And I think it's wonderful to have somebody come into your home. I refer that, to that as a personal assistant and really make you feel special and, and treated like a queen or a king in your own home and getting those types of needs met. I'm just to um, go back to our very first um, session. You talked about how you gave your mom and dad care. Yes, that can be really tough on an individual finding time. I'm thinking for their own health care and their own hair to get done and their nails to get done and and um, to give them some time. That's a pretty tricky thing to weave into caring. For parents, um, how did you do that? Thank you so much for bringing that up because respite is um, essentially respite means a break, and a break could be once a week to get your hair done. A break could be at night so that the primary caregiver can sleep. It can be a weekend away. Um, it really, it's designed to do what whatever you need to maintain your own health and wellness and, and like you said, the things that you enjoy doing. And so really we, I sat down with my parents and I do the same with, with our clients and talk about we know that you can do these things for your loved one, but should you? Should you do all of it? Because if it, if it means that it might have an impact on your, love, your life and your health, is that really what your loved one wants? So it's the what you can do and what you should do to be able to maintain a good, healthy relationship. You know, my my dad saw um, his father in a nursing home, the traditional type of a nursing home, maybe 40 years ago. And so my father literally would not refuse to go anywhere. Sure. And um, so my sisters set up a, a schedule for the four of us. And literally, I can remember working all day and going to my parents' place at five o'clock at night and sitting there with them. And then they going to sleep and I could hear them. And I slept on the couch and I would get up at 530 in the morning and shower and get dressed and wait for the next person to come and give care and be there because they couldn't be alone. And I remember thinking, this is impossible because I couldn't work. And yet, truly, I felt guilty if I didn't show up. And I remember having a home care person coming in, and we were lifting my dad and getting him up. And she said, all you got to do is put a plastic sheet under there and pull him. And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I mean, it's such common sense. But under this under this um, tension and everything going on, um, we didn't even realize we were giving my father end-of-life care because by the time he got to the hospital, I think he died about eight hours later. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he had pancreatic cancer. But I remember thinking there has to be a better way, and it's being proactive because once something happens, you jump in and you can't even think, if, should I do it? Even though I can, should I? Right. I mean, you don't, your brain doesn't go there. Your brain just goes into action and you just do it. Out of pride and love 
and and you feel as though I can do this. I'm a superhero. Mm-hmm. I think the best plan is what I call natural supports and professional supports. Of course, family wants to be involved in some way, shape, or form, even if they live out of state. There's something that everybody in the family can do. But again, you should do what you're comfortable doing. If personal care isn't your skill set, if you don't sleep well at night and you're doing overnights with your loved one, that's not really benefiting. Instead, that's where you bring in a layer of the professional supports. And, and I remember in my family, my brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews all knew everyone can help. And I remember once my sister saying to me, you know, what you do, Ruth, I could never do. I don't understand the things that you're doing for mother and father. And I was so moved by that. And I said, Becky, what you give dad is priceless. When he's with you, he looks peaceful. He looks relaxed. I, When I'm there, frankly, he's probably a little unnerved because I'm running around, you know, <laughs> gathering things, asking questions, and he's probably grateful for, to have me uh, leave for a bit. But, you know, everybody has something wonderful to offer. And then you hire professional help to fill all those gaps. I think that that is such an important piece for people to understand, and that's part of the proactiveness and really understanding what's going on in the family and how you can each bring something to the table. So I remember when my mother passed away, my two sisters who were retired um, took care of all the medical stuff, and I went to have coffee with her and chocolates. (laughs) and and I would sit there and and you know and I know she loved it because when my sisters were there it was about doctor's appointments and and all of that and my brother then came and um and took her on little outings because he could help her into the car I couldn't and so we we did the second time around we figured it out a little bit better but I also want to talk about and um and just mention my dad got stuck because he related back to his dad and his father in a traditional nursing home. And the the places have changed. And what you help people do is to select a place that is consistent with where they live, their beliefs, what they want to do, values. I mean, there's a lot of different resources out there. And they aren't as my father remembered um, being in the nursing home. It's it's different. Back in the middle 1980s, there was a law that was passed, an Americans with Disabilities law, that states that we all have the right to live in the least restricted environment possible. And that's important for all of us to remember at any stage of any loved one's life. And so because of that, there became funding to have least restricted environments, group homes, homes in neighborhoods, um, assisted living, all of that sprung from that concept. So the, I, the the idea of living in a nursing home, there's a value and a purpose for that, but it's for highly skilled needs, and not everybody needs that, or at least not initially. So now there are so many more options. It's more important than ever to sit down and look at your options and really put a plan together. I remember when my mom went, um, she was at uh, Three Pillars. She started in independent care, and she had her own apartment and a key and locked the door. And then she went into assisted living, and there she had a door that was shut, but she didn't have a key, and she couldn't lock it. And then when she went into nursing skilled care, she had no door right? because they needed to watch her. 
Um, and so so she had those levels of care, and it was absolutely fantastic. My guest today is Ruth Busalachi, and we've been talking uh, about different options and, and ways of approaching long-term care or health care, the different stages of care. And my um, second guest is Diane Gastro, and she is going to be talking to us, how do we pay for this? Because that's one of the things that scares people a little bit about even having that first conversation. And I will tell you that so many times um, parents go to kids and they, oh, my medicine is so expensive. I, I can't afford my medicine. And, you know, they want to take all the rolls off the table. And kids have this feeling like, oh, my parents don't have any money. How is this going to be? And they come in and talk to me and their parents are loaded, you know. And then there's other parents that say, I have, I'm fine. I have, I have enough money. I'm happy. And they don't have any money. Sure. And so just because we say that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. It's really having that conversation. I know it's hard sometimes to dig into some of those financial pieces, but planning ahead could make the difference of night and day. And that's what Diane is going to talk to us about in the next session. So stay tuned. Welcome to Bunny Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. We are having one of my most favorite discussions, and that is about um, being proactive and being aware and taking control of your own health care, taking control of your life, and not only taking control of where you are today, but also planning for the future. And I know that I trust my kids that they would do absolutely the best for me. But they hate sushi, and I love sushi, and so I don't know if they get me to the place that I want to be, <laughs> because we think that we know what somebody might like, but um, that's not necessarily true. So taking control of your own life and your own destiny, I think, is is totally empowering. My guest is Ruth Busalachi, and she started a company, Synergy Home Care, and it was really based on some of the things that she had in her own life, and you can reach her at 414-763-8368, or you can go to synergyhomecare.com. And then, of course, Diane Gastro, who is an EIG Director of Insurance Planning for us, and we come to her, every one of us come to her with our clients, and she helps us to look at the possibilities that they may have if that something occurs. And I've told everybody here, you know, my game plan is that I'm going to work as long as I can, I'm going to play as hard as I can, and then I'm going to die. <laughs> and so that's my plan. Now, what we do know is that on a dime, things can change. And it sometimes doesn't even have to do with your health care. It could be an accident. It could be many different things that put you in a position where you're no longer able to do the things that you thought you might. And so, Diane, tell us a little bit about the cost and some of the ways that people can approach their health care and the cost of health care, which, you know, when I... when you and I, and we sit and we talk to clients, we say we can control the risk in your portfolio. We can really help with the cost of living. We can help with the types of investments you have and the risk. But the one thing that we can't help with and we can't control is health care costs. 
And Karen, uh, you know, I would like to say that this is an area I'm so passionate about, helping our clients, helping my family, helping people I love and care about understand their options as they age. And we started this whole Plan Love Where You Live seminar because I've been talking to people about long-term care insurance. And not everybody really understands what that is. So I want to explain that to people. And I want people to understand their options, and I want them to have those meaningful discussions. One thing I've been really focusing on is that asking questions in those family discussions avoids the arguments. It gives me as a parent the opportunity to help my kids what I really under, you know, help my kids understand what I want my future to look like and how I want them to be part of it. But I also look at it as my mom, who's now 87. How do we help her make transitions in her lifestyle and her future moving forward? So, of course, yes, one of those concerns is how much is it going to cost? And I work with long-term care insurance. We have multiple different types of insurance plans to come up with cash flow to cover the cost of that care. On average, in the state of Wisconsin in 2018, a home health aide was running about $25 an hour. So if they come into your home two or three hours a day, three or four days a week, you know, you can do the math and figure out how will we pay for that with the income that we're living on with our portfolio. And the complete opposite side of that spectrum is private room in a nursing home. We're seeing fewer and fewer of our clients actually go into a private room in a nursing home unless there's a memory care concern. But the cost in Wisconsin is running over $9,000 a month to pay for full-time nursing home care. And then when you get into southeastern Wisconsin, where many of us live, to get into some of the nicer facilities, we're talking ten, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 a month. That's big. That's a big number, especially if you have someone who is healthy and in the community and you have somebody that needs more care. All of a sudden, you know, you're not doubling your expenses, but you have a a huge amount of cost coming in, maybe even to some extent unexpected cost. And, you know, the levels of care that people will want and need and where they're going to get that care vary so significantly between individuals. And I can talk about long-term care insurance and long-term care planning, you know, with all the ins and outs of the contracts and what the different companies offer and what they do. But I haven't gone through it. I don't have an experience with one of my parents or my grandparents showing them how to plan for that future. And that's what my meetings with our clients have been so valuable to me, to help me understand people's fears, help me understand, you know, their hopes and their dreams. And I tell my husband all the time, you know, I can sit and play cribbage with you. I can make you, you know, your favorite sandwiches. But I can't lift you out of the tub today. Mm -hmm. Add 20 more years and 20 more pounds to both of us, you know, we're going to need some help. I can't do it, and I know I don't want the girls doing it for me. How often do you think you hear someone say, but I I have Medicare? There's so much (laughs) misunderstanding about who's going to pay for what. And Medicare is going to provide a limited amount of rehabilitation, rehabilitation dollars after you've been in a nursing home, not a nursing home, a hospital, for three midnights. And you have to be admitted to the hospital. You can't just be at the hospital. You have to be admitted by a hospitalist. And so there are nuances. And then the coverage will be up to 90 days, I believe it is. And it's a decreasing 
percentage of the Medicare paying for you as long as you are rehabbing. If you've reached your maximum improvement, the benefits stop. So how does someone determine if they should look at some type of insurance or long-term care? Now, long-term care is never going to pay 100% of what the cost of that care may be. But I know one of the things that I often ask clients is, what does this money you have mean to you that you've accumulated? Is it that you want to pass money on to your children? Is it all about you? And if there's something left, how do you think about your money? How do you think about your home? And very often people will say, well, I really, I'd really like to leave something for my kids if I can. And other times people do feel that it's all about them. So how does someone start to think about long-term care? And how might children think about long-term care in terms of their parents? Well, when I ask our clients, you know, tell me about your experience with long-term care. A lot of times people don't understand that taking time off work to run mom and dad to the doctor is long-term care. They don't understand that you and your siblings splitting time at mom and dad's house is long-term care. And the more of a plan you have moving into it, either from a parental standpoint saying, I have a plan, or from a child of a senior that needs some plan, there's a much greater chance of comfort and success if you have some sort of a plan, if you've had the discussions. So when I talk with our clients, I talk about long-term care is so many different aspects of managing a lifestyle in your senior years. It doesn't necessarily even have to be senior years. It could be someone who's had an illness or an injury that needs that care. So talking about if we need care, where are we going to get it and how are we going to pay for it? I meet with clients that have minimal assets and resources and it's just as important to have a discussion with them about their options as the multi-million dollar clients. And many people will say, well, I can't afford the insurance. And then the question becomes, but can you afford to pay for the care? Especially when husband and wife have different splitting of the assets, is one spouse subject to losing their retirement lifestyle because the other spouse spent all the money on their care? So having that discussion and helping people understand what the cost of care is and how they would pay for it is what my role really is. If insurance is the tool to pay for it, that's wonderful. We have many different types of insurance. But having that meaningful discussion and putting it in perspective for their situation is what's really important. I think people are also under the impression that if you don't use it, you lose it. And I do have an example right here um, in, in, our, in our office, Jean, whose parents both had long-term care. And um, the mother passed away like almost overnight, and she never needed her long-term care. And so it was a terrible investment for her. But for her father, he's been on long-term care now for probably six years. And it has been the best investment for him. And so we never do know. But just what you said, there are so many new products out there where you you don't lose it if you don't use it. And you can combine a husband and wife, and you can look at it in, in a different way. And so exploring those options is really important. And I have had so many people, um, adult children, when a client um, has passed away and said, I didn't even know my parents had it, and they didn't use it. I mean, I have one client that they never used it. 
and they paid out of pocket, and they had a long-term care policy. So it's that communication. Absolutely. Asking questions and communicating. Because the insurance company is going to call you up and say, hey, how are you doing? Do you need long-term, you know, you, you've got long-term care. You haven't, you know, started haven't used it, it yet. Yeah. You haven't used it yet. No, they don't do that. No, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> ever heard of that one. So that's where that whole communication and family communication really um, plays out as in, in an important way. My two guests today are Ruth Busalachi. She started a company called Synergy Home Care. You can uh, learn more about her at synergyhomecare.com. My guest also is Diane Gastro, who is our EIG Director of Insurance Planning. And if you can imagine, as a firm, we instituted that because we just felt that it was so important, not only with long-term care, but understanding all your insurances and how that might be able to pay. And one of the things that Diane has done for several of my clients is they've had a policy that they really don't need anymore, and they've converted it over to long-term care to something that really would benefit them um, during their lifetime, not at their death. And we're going to take a quick break. We are going to talk a little bit more about Love Where You Live seminar, which is Tuesday, September 24th, 5.30 to 7 o'clock. If you would like to go, you can go online and you can register. It's going to be a, a terrific seminar, lots of information. And that's really the place to start is getting the information so that, you know, you can start having a plan in place and opening up that conversation and feel bring to, feel free to bring your parents or bring your kids. It's, it's just a wonderful opportunity. Yes. With that, we're taking a break. Welcome to Money Sets. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. Uh, we have a short segment here I talk, so I am not going to talk a lot. I'm going to just introduce you to Ruth Busalachi, who is the founder of Synergy Home Care, and you can reach her at 414-763-8368 or go to synergyhomecare.com. What would you like to leave our listeners with today, Ruth? Absolutely. You know, I think the biggest thing is taking that first step and making a call. If someone were to reach out to us, we would sit down with them and and listen and, and find out what their concerns are and help point them in the right direction, whether we're sending them right back to Ellen Becker to review their, their um, legal or financial future, whether it's helping them find a place that they may want to live, and also just talking about what kind of care really it breaks down to, um, what types of services they might need so they have a plan in place. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about this upcoming um, educational event on the 24th of September. I think that's going to open up conversation, as you had suggested earlier, with families. Mm-hmm. And my other guest is Diane Gastro, and she has been sharing with us some ideas on long-term care. She is the Director of Insurance at EIG, and you can reach her through our website as well, or 262-691-3200. If you have a question, and Diane, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? Karen, you mentioned it earlier. There are so many misconceptions about insurance planning and what it means to individuals. I love the fact that my role here at EIG is to educate people. Insurance does not have to be use it or lose it long-term care insurance. There are life insurance plans that you can access while you're alive to pay for your long-term care. Or if you're really concerned about a legacy, let's create legacy insurance. There's just so much we can do, but it's all about asking questions, listening, and helping our clients understand 
their options and what makes the most sense for them. And one of the things that we've done at EIG to really um, help our clients to feel safe around all of the recommendations that we make is that you are a salaried employee. You do not get compensated on selling insurance. That is true, and it is so freeing to me to just be able to help people. I once had somebody say, Diane, you are not a charitable organization. (laughs) Because I was earning commissions at that point in my life, and now I really, like you mentioned earlier, Karen, there are people that bring their insurance policies to me for a review where I just help them understand it. I'm not trying to change it necessarily unless there's something that makes sense to do differently. And there's nothing more, um, no feeling to me more safe than working with someone who has also been through something like you have with your parents, Ruth. And even like I've been through my parents, it gave me such a different awareness and empathy for what individuals are going through. And I think that's not only is the seminar a springboard for people understanding their options, um, which is our Love Where You Live seminar, but it's also an opportunity to sort of pick the brains of people who have been through things and who are really trying to make the right decisions. And I know Diane, um, who is going to be hosting this from EIG, she doesn't have any children. And so her needs and her fears and her concerns about who will be there for me when something happens is something that she's going to share, too, because there are a lot of people who are on their own and who don't exactly know what their options are and who's going to be there to help them and take care of them. So putting in a partnership with you that may not be needed right now, But knowing down the road that there is somebody there that understands what I want and my concerns to be able to step in. And so I think that um, this is just a great opportunity. It's Love Where You Live Seminar, Tuesday, September 24th, 5.30 to 7 o'clock p.m. in our Pewaukee office. You can go online at ellenbecker.com and you can sign up for the seminar. But you can also go and... Um, forward if you would like this interview with anyone and bring your friends. Um, I know because we're a bunch of women here planning it that there will be food and refreshments (laughs) and so it will be a wonderful event just to celebrate choices and celebrate conversations and um, we have a new billboard out there that says conversations handled with care tough conversations handled with care and it's so true those are tough conversations but when you handle them with professionals when you handle them with care they unfold in a beautiful beautiful way so I want to thank everybody for listening today and as always I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and your financial well-being and remember before we plan before we advise before we invest we always always listen have a great weekend bye